Dude, this is one of these days I love. We've been working on that set for so long, and uh, even longer this message. This message. I'm going to tell you, this is what's so cool about this, all right? Three months ago, I started processing, okay, what am I going to preach? Am I just going to stick into the series that we've been in for like, I don't know, five months? Or am I starting something new? Is this going to be a one thing? What is it, Lord? What is it that you need from me? And so I'm processing this and processing and moving through it. And he lays a passage on my heart that I'll be honest, in my, I'm not going to say how old I am, in my 26 years of life, um, I don't know how old I am. That's why I don't say it. I, I, there's a, 35. I'm 35 now. Um, I, I, I'm very careful about saying how old I am because last year when I had my birthday, I thought I was turning 34. But my kids did the math and found out I was turning 35, so I lost an entire year of my life. And so I'm, I'm very careful about saying that now. But, but I'm, I was looking at this, this passage that I had never really heard preached before. I've heard it read before, but I've never heard it preached before. And uh, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. And so I'm, I'm kind of processing. I'm like, okay, like, what can we do with this? Okay, Lord. Um, and, and then like that very next day, Sarah shoots me a text message. Hey, have you ever seen this before? It's like, what? Like, that's crazy. Okay. All right. I see where we're headed here. So I want to set this up for you. The book of Matthew. Matthew wrote as a matter of fact. That's how he wrote his gospel. It was a very much matter of fact. Here's what it was. Here's how it was going. It wasn't a big story mode like some of the other gospels are, but it was just, this is accurate facts of what took place and what happened. And here's what it looked like. And so we get to this point where, where Jesus is on the cross and, uh, and he's hanging there on the cross, and, and all these different things have happened. They've, they've hurled insults at him. They've called him names, all these different things. And Jesus cries out in a loud voice, and, and in English, he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And, uh, and people start to mock him. He's calling his dad. He's calling, he's calling Elijah. He's calling, and, and it just keeps going on and on. And, and some people were kind of starting to, to back off a little bit. And so they, they very quickly wanted to get him a drink, and so they put some wine vinegar on a sponge and, and put it on, on, a, on this pole and, and went to offer it up to him, and, and all these different things were happening at this moment, and, and, and Jesus is, is at, the, at the end. And Scripture says this. It says that Jesus cried out again in a loud voice, and at that moment, he gave up his spirit. That was Friday. Friday's disappointment. Jesus has died. Saturday was pretty silent, but Sunday came, and big things began to happen. But check this out. At that moment, Jesus cries out in a loud voice, and he gave up his spirit. And Matthew writes this, at that moment. It wasn't five minutes later, it wasn't an hour later. It was literally at the moment that he gave up that last cry and gave his spirit to his father. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. That was prophesied in the Old Testament. From top to bottom, split in two, the earth shook and rocks split and the tombs broke open. The ground is shaking. People are freaking out. Jesus just took his last breath, and all these things are happening. The wind picks up. It gets crazy, and, 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 the, and the tombs broke open. And listen to this. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went to the holy city and appeared to many 
people. Woo, man, listen to me. I don't know why we don't talk about this. This is one thing that I learn over and over and over and over and over again. Jesus is not Tom Brady. All right, what did Tom Brady do? Came back from retirement. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers didn't retire, and he's not going to give up anything. Jesus, he's like, dude, I'm resurrecting on Sunday, and I need my buddies to come with me. Like, we're going to do this together. And he goes out, and he makes this big thing take place because I love it. At that moment, the ground began to shake. Tombs were broke open. But did they resurrect right away? No. What's it say? When Jesus resurrected, they went out. Tombs were broke open. Jesus goes. He's got three days. Sunday morning comes. He's no longer to be found inside the tomb. He is gone. He has resurrected. And there are people that are gone, and they are out, and they are ministering, and they are sharing, and they are showing who Jesus truly is. That is incredible because he didn't do it alone. And I'm going to tell you something. That, that theme goes wide throughout all of time, time and time again. He chose to use us. And in this moment in time, he is choosing to use you in a big way. I promise you that. Sometimes life is chaotic. Sometimes life is just crazy and you just can't figure out what's going to happen next and what move is going to take place next. But I promise you this one thing. If you will allow it, Jesus will make some pretty big moves in your life. But I need to go backwards a little bit. I need to go backwards for a moment, if that's okay. I preached this about six months ago. Do you guys remember this, this passage about the valley of dry bones and Elijah? Or uh, Ezekiel goes out, I'm sorry. Ezekiel goes out and, uh, and the Lord takes him and walks him around this valley of dry bones. And uh, he, he says, look out, and all he sees are bones just everywhere. You guys remember this one? If not, it's going to be a really long Easter. I'm going to start preaching this one too, Okay. I'll let you guys go back and read it later, okay? 37, Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of this valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very, very, very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? Can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, only you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, right? And and this is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Woo! All right, so Ezekiel prophesied as, I, as he was commanded. And as he was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And he looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but the, there was no breath in them. They were just bodies. They were just bodies. Listen, Scripture's pretty pretty dead on with the fact of it says this, that you 
were alive, or you were dead, and now you are alive. When Paul speaks numerous times in passages over and over and over again of where your life was, you were dead, you had no life. Yeah, you might have been a body with skin on it, walking around, but you had no life. You didn't have the breath of God. You didn't have the breath of the Holy Spirit within you. And that is what brings you life as we read on. I, so, so Ezekiel prophesied as I was commanded, and, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared to them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breathe from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. You're like, where are you going with this, man? This was an Ezekiel. This is Old Testament stuff. What's this got anything to do with this? Yeah, I see this. Listen, resurrection is something that took place throughout the time of Scripture. It's incredible, the story after story after story, how God takes something bad, takes a bad situation and makes it good. He takes a washed-up situation and, and makes something beautiful out of it. Time and time again, he makes the miraculous happened. The big things take place. But this next part here, if you're reading in your Bible, you need to circle this really big because this is the coolest part about this. It says this, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone and we are cut off. We are cut off. Man, we have found ourselves in that very situation these days. Like, we're just walking around. My life sucks. This pandemic sucks. All these different things and that's going on. Like, man, this is just a terrible, terrible situation. We're cut off. I can't talk to people at work about Jesus because I might offend them. I can't talk about different things to my friends because they might walk away from me. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know when it's appropriate to talk about this. And so, therefore, we are cut off. I don't know when I can invite somebody to come to church because they might be offended that I'm inviting them. Maybe they go to another church and they'll be offended that I'm inviting them to this one. Or maybe they don't go to church at all, but then they're going to be upset that you're even inviting them. It's just this constant place of, of just being done, having no hope, being dried up. But then, then God says this, therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, my people, I am going to, what? He says this, my people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. I have done it, declares the Lord. My goodness, and what did we just read in Matthew? The twos were broke open, and they came out, and they went to their own lands to minister to their people, to share the good news of God, and these people resurrected, go with Jesus, and then as Jesus ascends, they believe that they ascended as well, and that is what it's all about. Listen, we are in a place now. 
Church, you need to hear this, that we, we become consumers. We come to church. We sit at church. We might serve at church. We are in a place here at Movement Church where the majority of the church serves in one way or another. And even if you don't serve on a monthly basis, you find yourself in a place where you're willing to jump up and serve at any given time if you were given a phone call. That's incredible because I want to tell you something. The churches I've been to, that's not the way it works. It's typically about 15 or 20% of the congregation that actually does something. Because we come in and we sit, we receive, and then we leave, and we don't do anything about it. But when we talk about resurrection, we talk about what God can do in and throughout our lives. It's always about action. It's always about going and going and doing. Time and time again, he calls Moses, and he didn't call Moses just to go sit on his butt and listen to some some sermons. No, he called Moses to go out and do something big. He resurrected these people from the grave, and what did he do? He called them to go to their towns and to go go out and to share, and they were going out and sharing. In Luke chapter 9, he calls his 12 disciples over and says, hey, you need to go out. I don't need you to just follow me everywhere now. I need you to go out, and I need you to minister to everybody. That is what we're called to do, church. That is what we're called to do. We are called to reach people in any way that we can reach people. And that is what it's all about. That is what resurrection is all about. It's giving us a second chance. Jesus' resurrection opened the gates of heaven. It closed the gates of hell. It put us in a place where we can go out and we can witness and experience heaven in all of its gloriousness. Listen to me. We're not stuck in this, in this circle of failure anymore. We're not stuck in, the, stuck in this circle of just not being able to do stuff and, and, and constantly losing because we're just full of laws and, and orders and, and religion. No, it's all about the way that he loves, the way that he gives us grace time and time again. Even though we are not worthy of it, he shows us his love, he gives us his grace, and he sets us free from the things that tie us down. That is what it's all about. And so I want to encourage you today that if you do not have that relationship with Jesus, if you are in a spot where maybe you have the skin, maybe you have the tendons, but you're like, man, I haven't gone up because I'm full of these excuses. I'm saying I'm cut off. I have no hope. I can't go out and do these things. Listen to me. As we saw in scripture time and time again, God will give you the words. God will place somebody on your heart. Time and time again, God has laid somebody on my heart that I ignored for months, maybe even years at a time. And, and, and God doesn't let that go. He's like, hey, you need to go talk to this person. You need to go love them. They're feeling alone. They're desperately needing somebody right now. This world is so messed up right now. And, and the sad part is, is, is mental health has just, just completely overtaken the things that are happening. People, students, students are dealing with mental illness and mental health on, on a wide basis right now. They are struggling to find purpose. They're fi- struggling to find reason. Now is, is the time that we are needed in a greater way than ever. Don't write somebody off because they're depressed. Don't write somebody off because they get anxious about talking to somebody. Meet them on their level. Meet them on their terms. Love them. Show them grace. They're not always going to look like us. But listen, I'm telling you this. This is what we've been called to do. We've been called to live. 
We've been called to live. If you are in a place where you're like, hey, man, I'm resurrected, like I've got my life in order and I've got things going in the right way, then what is it that you can do in your life to live even greater, to live even stronger, to live a life of love, to live a life of hope, to live a life of peace? What is it that you can do to step up, to know that you have a resurrected God that loves you, that gave it all for you on that cross that day in Calvary? What can you do today to say, hey, I need to show you how much I love you, God. It's not about all these laws. It's not about all these rules. It's not about being a member in a church. No, it's about being the community of Christ. It's about being his hands and his feet. It's about going out to live. So I'm going to ask you this question today, church. Are you ready to live? Are you ready to breathe the life of God? Are you ready to take a step and challenge yourself to a deeper faith, a deeper relationship, to know him stronger? Today we baptize Mary and Noah and we celebrate with them today because that's what they're doing. They're taking that step of faith saying, I want the world to know that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I want the world to know that this is what I'm doing. And when they step out of this tub, they're ready for ministry. They're ready to go out and to share with people. God meets you on your level, in your place, and he's going to use you in big ways wherever you are today. But are you ready to be challenged to a wider and deeper place with him? Would you guys stand to your feet? Jesus, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for giving your life for each and every one of us in this room, for each and every one of us online. As you dealt a brutal, brutal death. But you were shouldered with my sin, my wrongdoings, my issues, my weaknesses. But you constantly show us grace even in the times that we've turned and walked away, you are waiting there with your arms wide open to take us back. Father, I thank you for that. I thank you for being willing. I thank you for choosing us, for using us, Father. If you're in this room today, and you're needing that relationship with God. Like, hey, I've, I've stepped away. I've walked away. Maybe I've never had that relationship before. I want you to pray this prayer with me. And we're going to celebrate today. We are. We're going to celebrate today. So pray this with me. Jesus, I love you. And Jesus, I need you. Forgive me for the stupid things that I've done for my sins, for my wrongdoings and take me into your kingdom as you give me a new name as a child of God and you, Jesus, are my Lord and my Savior. Hey, every head is bowed, every eye is shut. If you prayed that prayer today, would you just lift a hand for me? I just want to celebrate with you and I want to be able to pray for you. Thank you so much. I love it. Thank you. Hands up. I love it. 
So Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for the breakthrough. We thank you for the life that you've given us. And Father, I just pray that we live a life worth needing. I pray that we live a life that you've called us to. I pray that we are challenged to a deeper place today, Jesus. It's in your name I pray. Amen? Hey, listen. Listen. I need you guys to help us out here one more time, okay? We're going to do this song one more time this morning. I believe it's all about life. I think it's all about living. It's all about loving. So I need you to get a little excited. You need to, you need to channel your inner JP here. All right? You guys ready? You good? We going to go back to the beginning or just do it? Just do it? All right. All right, church, you guys ready? We're going to do this. We're going to get excited. You can't just stand there. All right? Just act like you're, I don't know, charismatic church or something. You can move around a little bit just like this. It's okay. Just take a step. Do the white guy. Just like here. Boom. Right here. Back and forth. Ski it up. All right? You ready? Live. 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 Drive on to the word of the Lord. Jesus, I thank you so much for Noah. I thank you for the way that you have been using him, how he has been a light in so much darkness. And so, Father, I pray that you continue to use him, to bless him, to call him. And I cannot wait to see the way that you work in and throughout him in his life. Hey, I need to set this up real quick. Is that okay? Hey, at Movement Church, we are not a golf clap church. You better go stinking crazy here in a moment. Right, Noah? All right. You ready, man? Let's go ahead and grab your nose with this hand. Grab your wrist. All right. Noah, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Good job, <laughs> hey, don't rip on our lights, man. What are you... All right, this is Mary. Everybody say hi, Mary. Uh, Mary is Noah's mother, if you didn't know that. And uh, we also met her during baseball season. She was a crazy baseball mom. And uh, But we are so blessed that you guys are a part of the things that we're doing here. And uh, we cannot wait to see how God works throughout the both of you and your family. It's so such a blessing. 
So Jesus, I thank you so much for Mary. I thank you for the way that you constantly use her within your church, Father, with your people. But Father, to be that light, to go out and to speak truth, to be honest. And so Father, I pray that as you renew this life, as you do big things throughout her life, I pray that you call her. I pray that you challenge her. I pray you take her to new levels and new places to make her uncomfortable, Father. But we know that your blessing is here, and we thank you so much today, Jesus. It's in your name I pray. Amen. All right, Mary, you ready? All right, grab your nose with that hand. Grab your wrist here. Are you ready? All right. Mary, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This is the praise, make the dead man walk again. Hope in the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Hope in the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Hope in the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of dry bones. All right, man, what an Easter Sunday. I don't know if you guys realize or not, Mary got super excited about getting baptized, and so she flung herself backwards at the same time I was going backwards. We made sure that the Holy Spirit smacked her right upside the head. And so uh, what a day. We are so glad that you were here with us today. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great, great Easter, and we'll see you next week. God bless you. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Richie Griffith, and I am the lead pastor and founding here at Movement Church, Tip City, Ohio. Uh, and this ministry is made possible through your generosity. And that's right, to continue supporting the movement, uh, you can give at the movementchurch.community. That's movementchurch.community. But you need to also make sure that you follow us on social media at the movement 937. Be sure to hit subscribe and don't forget to hit that notifications bell. Thank you so much for listening today and God bless you.